Hello and welcome to episode 124 of the True Achievements podcast. It is an E3 2018 special. The shows are over. What a year it's been. Microsoft won. Yay. <laughs> but we'll come on to that <laughs> in more detail in a bit. Um, we recorded a live show straight after the Microsoft conference. Uh, thank you for joining us if you did. If you didn't, we're going to be embedding it straight after we've talked about EA. Uh, obviously, being a Xbox website, we're going to focus more on the Microsoft con- conference than anything else. But uh, we thought it might be worth mentioning some of the other important games from some of the other shows. Uh, because there were a few, although Microsoft did manage to squeeze 50 in <laughs> yeah. to like <laughs> an hour and a half. There was a couple left over for the other people to show off <laughs> in their shows. So before Microsoft, we had EA on Saturday night, and there was a few bits and bobs in there. The highlight of which for me was Anthem, which I've just rewatched the gameplay of that. Dave, did you have any first impressions of Anthem? Just kind of looking even better than last year. Like last year when they revealed it, it was just like a, a trailer on it and it looked quite yeah. lush and stuff. And I thought, that, yeah, it looks really cool. But we actually got well, to lush. see some kind of gameplay this year and it looked, visually it looked as stunning as it did yeah. last year, which surprised me because it's like this online world that looks really detailed and lots going on. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I think, um, I think it's got a very Destiny-type vibe, but with obviously more of a Titanfall-style gameplay, which seemed to look really cool. It's got um, an, all the... They call them javelins, the different suits that you can wear. There's four of them, um, sort of classes that are that you'd, you'd be in any other game. But yeah, the javelins looked interesting. You've got the really heavy-duty one called the Colossus, and then you've got three lighter ones that seem to have different um, skill sets. But it looked, it looked pretty sweet to me. I, th- I thought it looked cool. And they were emphasizing on stage that um, if you don't want to play it with other people, then you can play the whole thing solo. There is a quite a complicated storyline going on. I don't know how all that's going to work if you're on your own. But some of the cutscenes look really cool. It, it's really piqued my interest. I wasn't that bothered about it until I watched this, and it's, uh, it's a must-buy for me now. I think it looks great. Uh, I like the fact that numbers come out of stuff when you shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, will, I, will, I will always enjoy that, I think. <laughs> One of the biggest things I liked about it is that the class is attached to the suit instead. So it's not like Destiny where you've got to pick a class and you've got to stick with that for the entire game. Correct. You become too invested yeah. in it and then you can't switch. You can pick whichever class you want at whatever point you want, and it's just the suit that swaps. Yeah. I don't great. know whether you will level up your powers in those each particular suit. It is possible that... Um, they didn't mention that, but I suppose if you were to specialize in in one of them by playing it a lot, you might like upgrade that suit mm, effectively. Yeah. But um, doing it that way, even so, is less jarring than, like, say, Destiny, where you've got to restart got to start again. and go through the yeah, story. Or totally. Like. Yeah, it looked really cool. I They mentioned loot crates. They had a specific thing that all your javelins will be customizable, but none of it is going to be on a like gambling loot crate style. You'll be able to get a load of free stuff, but you'll also be able to pay for specific skins um, for your for your javelins. But yeah, it's, uh, is it early next year it's due out? Yeah, I can't remember if they give an exact date. I know it was 2019. Uh, so. Yeah, okay. I, I thought it looked really cool. Moving on, we had an announcement for Jedi Fallen Over, Fallen Order. I, I get that wrong every single time. Fallen Over. <laughs> Jedi, Jedi Fallen Over is a much better game. Someone needs to make that this, um, soon. This was like the weirdest announcement for a game ever. Like the whole EA thing, I don't think, was great. But no. they kind of strolled into the crowd where 
I can't remember his name, Vince, whatever he's called, from Respawn, was yeah. just kind of stood in the, That was it. He was just stood in the crowd and he said, like, I, I believe you've got something to tell us. And he went, yeah, we're making a game and it's called this. And that was it. Like, there was, <laughs> it was just, what's the point? You can show yeah. a trailer um, something. Yeah, it's weird because we're only, well, less than 18 months away from when that's due to release. So they said holiday 2019. I, I suspect that's ambitious given that they've got nothing apart from a name. <laughs> well, um, they said the name and they said a tiny bit of plot detail. They said it takes place at a dark time for Jedis, which is very vague okay. in itself. Yeah. Um, okay. So obviously that would be amazing when, if and when that arrives. Uh, Unravel 2 had a really cute, super cool little promo. That's available now. It's co-op. Uh, very cool. Your Yarny has uh, a, a buddy, uh, a blue buddy. So you've got red. And, it looks like your um, your yarn is attached to the other guy throughout the the whole game, which is a really cool little mechanic. They showed off loads of little co y bits where you were sort of having to both work in tandem to make stuff happen. It looked really awesome. Uh, I will definitely pick that up. And obviously FIFA, other bits and bobs, Battlefield Five, which we already knew quite a lot about. But yeah, it was an okay show. Pretty, pretty I was, um pretty surprised that they, they showed nothing for Battlefield Five again. They did the reveal without really showing anything, and then they did Battlefield Five at EA without really revealing anything else. They, normally, you have like the big multiplayer match, don't you? Not the shoutcast mm-hmm. rubbish and all that oh, stuff. But we didn't see anything. It was, it was just a trailer of a war battle. story, wasn't it? Well, that was in Microsoft as well, wasn't it? But it was they revealed there's going to be a battle royale, so that's confirmed. Yes. Big reveal, something we all expected anyway. Okay, so now we'll put in our uh, live show that we recorded straight after the Microsoft conference, and we'll be back afterwards to talk about Bethesda Square and Ubi and a little bit of Sony too. Bye-bye. Exclusive world premiere. We're all buzzing. I'm here with Dave. Hello. Hello. And I'm also here with Jack. Hello. Right, chaps. So it's just finished. Uh-huh. I'm a bit breathless. My yeah. fingers are on fire through typing so much. And um, it was quite a lot of games to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair to say that that is the most game packed E3 presentation that I've ever seen. But we're going to go through it in order. I sat there watching some annoying <laughs> static bit of content with a looping bit of music. I don't know why they don't like just put some proper music on. But I listened for an hour because uh, Kintara Sam says there's bound to be a pre-show <laughs> thing that we won't want to miss. So by the end of it, I was going slightly insane with <laughs> that little loop of music going over and over. But then Phil came on. Yeah. Which was good, good and exciting, and um, I probably should mention that if you haven't, if you didn't catch the show, go and watch it on Mixer. Uh, there will be a replay vod of the show, and it entitles you to uh, a mix pot, which includes a free game and some other goodies uh, as well. So Phil came on, and we started off with a trailer for Halo, yes. a new Halo game called Halo Infinite. Straight out the gate. Straight out the gate, yeah, Bosh. I mean, to be honest, it was a bit like. Game, 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 game for an hour and 40 minutes. So this felt like a good place to start. Didn't really tell us a great deal about the game. It was quite cool the way they the way they always do their Halo teasers, where they have, like, you don't, you're not 100% sure it's a Halo game until the helmet appears. Yeah. <laughs> At least I wasn't. 
Well, this was obviously yeah. had all kind of animals and stuff wandering across. Yeah, and there was some weird sort of floating rhinos that <laughs> didn't look particularly well animated, <laughs> uh, I thought. But yeah, so the game, we didn't really see a great deal of it, but um, quite a lot of excited people in the in the theatre, which was uh, a massive theatre. We should mention that, actually. The place looked amazing. Yeah. Mark was down there for True Achievements, representing us, and um, he sent us some pictures over. But yeah, it looked pretty cool. And they invited everyone from FanFest in to the theatre as well. So there was a lot of uh, Xbox fans at the front, which made made the atmosphere a bit more exciting than normal, I think. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on the Halo thing? Um, it didn't reveal a lot, did it? I thought it was for that new Jurassic Park game at first. When it, really? Okay, yeah. I thought it was dinosaurs look- and stuff, but yeah. It's good to have Halo back in it. It's like one of the pillars of Xbox in it, so. They did, yeah. they did, did you actually say a date or anything for it? Didn't really. I didn't get a date. Anything said was three four three studios are making it, which is kind of expected because they've taken over the Halo mantle. Now, yeah, anyway. okay. Anyway, we'll know. I'm sure we'll find out more about that in time. Um, and then Phil mentioned about the vast number of games and exclusives that were actually going to be shown off in the show. So he mentioned fifty games, um, eighteen of them which would be exclusive. And I guess that is exclusive in quotes because I don't know. Quite a few of them said console launch exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm not 100% sure what yeah. that means. <laughs> I think it means first, coming it? Xbox but... first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But 50 games in one show is, is a record. And um, they also had 18 world premieres of, uh, of different trailers and different games. So there was a lot of world premiere uh, before <laughs> every single video. <laughs> which uh, didn't get tiring at all. Uh, and one of those was, one of those exclusives at least, was uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which we'd heard about before, but we saw a bit of a longer trailer than I'd seen before. It's a very pretty game. Um, it's like, it looked like it had taken the old Ori and cranked up the graphics quite considerably. I thought it looked very attractive. Uh, I played the first game. I didn't complete it, but I quite enjoyed what I played of it. It had some cool mechanics in it. And it looks like to be more of the same coming. It did look stunning, absolutely stunning. Yeah. I can't, I've never played it because I'm rubbish at platformers, but I can't believe you. You don't. I, thought, I don't think you've played it, have you, Jack? I haven't even. No. I can't oh, believe okay. that you love stuff like that. Like it's really one of them very well kind of things. Yeah. I think. Yeah. No, it's a fun game. It's a fun game. We're not going to talk too much about these ones that we only saw a glimpse of because there's just so many of them. But uh, next up, we saw a new game from Activision called Sekiro. Which yep. was a slash em up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think is the term. Lots of swords, uh, lots of blood and gruesome bits in the in the trailer. Any thoughts on that one? So from the kind of combat and the bosses and stuff it was showing, it reminded me of almost Dark Souls but in a samurai setting. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, I can get that. I can get that, definitely. Yeah, it was kind of Dark Souls goes to the east, but um it, it looked interesting. Yeah, I thought it looked interesting too. Dave, any thoughts? No, I'm like, like I think I just put on Twitter. It looked very hack and slashy. That was yeah. about it. And it was from, I think it was from software with the developers, weren't they? So yes, yes. Published Dark Souls, I think, didn't they? Yeah. So, oh, well, there we go. That might explain it. Um, and then we had uh, Todd Howard from Bethesda join the stage, <laughs> and he mentioned before he went on to talk about Fallout seventy six. He mentioned that Fallout four is immediately available on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of other ones that got added today as well, which we'll talk about in a bit later. But Game Pass featured reasonably predominantly throughout the show. 
Uh, it was mentioned quite a lot. So they're obviously very proud of that thing. And quite a lot of the titles that they mentioned are going to be coming out. Well, it was funny release. EA announced kind of like a, a Game Pass similar thing, I think, last night as well, didn't they? So, Origins Access. Yeah, it's, it's for PC only, though, isn't it? I think they were. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, obviously okay. doing something and changing the industry and doing all right for people to be taking notes. So that's good. Positive. Yeah. Okay. So then we moved on to Fallout 76. Uh, it's a prequel to the other games. It is four times the size of Fallout 4. Yeah. Um, and I thought Fallout 4 was huge. Wasn't it? Huge, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sort of put me off a little bit, to be honest. It's like, oh, it's not going to be enormous. <laughs> and then they showed a trailer, and it looked beautiful. I love the art style of the Fallout games more than I love the gameplay of them, to be honest. But uh, I could be tempted to pick this one up. I know I, I say that every time and end up not liking them, but I definitely could be tempted. I thought it looked really cool. You will definitely pick up Fallout 76, get one achievement, and then say, why did I pick up this? <laughs> I know, I know, you're, you're absolutely right. Hopefully they put a bit more gunplay in um, <laughs> and some cars. <laughs> I thought it looked great, though, didn't it? I, very it impressive. Yeah, I, lo- I like the look of it, to be honest. And then a really interesting thing that I'd not heard anything about, but it was a new Square game set in the Life is Strange universe. Yeah, uh, but with none of the, seemingly none of the characters that were in Life is Strange, well, at least I, I didn't notice any of them, um, were in it. And it was main character is a young boy. The game's called The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, <laughs> um, and it was yeah, so it was the Life is Life is Strange um, graphical style, but it was much more of a sort of fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that it was about his dreams and sort of role playing that he does as he's growing up including going to the moon and fighting monsters and stuff that little boys pretend to do <laughs> when they're little boys, basically. But it looked really interesting. It looked a bit more jolly than Life is Strange, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a little bit of a dark moment where the kid says he misses his mum or he wishes she was here or something, and Dad's like, yeah, I do too. Son. So it's there's obviously... Some... On some tough, tough topics. Yeah, it? yeah, which Life is Strange obviously did. Mm-hmm. So I thought that looked really interesting. I would definitely pick that up. I think I uh, really enjoyed Life is Strange. You won't actually have to pick it up because it's coming. It's on free. I wonder if that's going to be the first episode. Yes, I'm sure it is. They can't give a whole game away for free for no reason. That's a good point. But, I haven't even thought about being episodic, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's bound to be, isn't it? Strangers and yeah, it's bound to be. Okay, then we saw um, a new trailer for Crackdown 3. There wasn't any sort I assumed that when they mentioned Crackdown 3, someone was going to come on and go, I'm really sorry it's delayed, but this is why... Yeah. Um, and it's going to be amazing, but they didn't even mention it. They just said it just said on the screen coming February 2019. Trade looked pretty cool, actually. <laughs> I've been down on Crackdown a bit because we haven't seen anything for a while, and I only thought the demo we played at Gamescom last year was okay. But I actually thought it looked pretty good. The the stuff they showed today. Well, just Terry Crews makes like, yeah everything better, doesn't it? So. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so any either of you, I mean, it's going to be in Game Pass, isn't it? So we're, we're all going to have it for free. I will I probably. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. I've actually started playing uh, Saints Row 4 um, recently. That's given me crackdown vibes. Yeah, um, for sure. In terms of the graphics, it was amazing how good they've managed to make it look, even though it's cell shaded. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I thought the graphics looked like they've been cranked up a notch since the last time I saw it. Um, yeah, we will see. I don't know. I've I sort of feel that it. I I had thought it was a dead duck, but mm-hmm. it, I got my interest perked again by today. Yeah. 
Um, okay, then near or tomato? Tomatoes? Other fruit are available. Um, it's coming to the Xbox in June. Did we know that? I think we knew that. That was leaked earlier today, actually, wasn't it? Earlier today, but it's, it's already been on the PlayStation. It's critically acclaimed. Yes, um, very well thought this of. This release is going to be enhanced for the Xbox One X, and it includes some unreleased DLC. Yes. So, I don't know anything. Is it an RPG? I believe so. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> some few of us clear off. <laughs> I might, you know what? I might get that and play it and get one achievement and then say, why did I ever buy Nero Tomata? Um... <laughs> Or is it automa- automata? Automata. <laughs> you say automata, I say automata. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then Metro Exodus, which we saw briefly. Was it last year? Yeah, it got revealed. I think we saw it. Xbox, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's such a good looking game. Mm. Just like the animation of changing a cartridge in the gun, and I was drooling. It looks <laughs> fantastic. Um, Another game that I wasn't massively excited about, but I thought it looked cool. The, the bits they showed today look really good. It's quite like gritty, isn't it? Um, gritty yeah. first-person shooter. Yeah, I thought I thought Metro looked good. Did we get any sort of release date for that? Oh, we did. It's February twenty-second, twenty nineteen. Okay. So, Killing Crackdown three. Yeah, I thought I thought that looked really good. I will definitely be interested in seeing some more about that game. Uh, and then we saw some Thief- Sea of Thieves content. Two new things that are on their way. Uh, one in July and one in September. Yeah, uh, we, we thought they might bring it back out again and try and show off what they're doing with the game since it didn't have a, an amazing reception at launch, did it? But I think no, I, I think but I think excited by the new content they sort of like announced and showed. Yeah, I mean the trailer didn't really reveal a great deal, did it? No, it's the cursed sails and the forsaken shores of the two yeah. things coming out. But yeah, it didn't tell us too much about it. No. There was a slightly weird female pirate talking <laughs> and there was a, a glowing red orb. That's that's what I took from it. Okay, then we saw a very, very brief trailer for Battlefield Five, which again looked stunning. There was, there was a bit of a theme of really, really pretty games. Uh, I was watching the conference on my telly on the uh, Xbox One through the mixer um, through the mixer broadcast, and it looked the whole all the games just looked fantastic. I was really impressed with it actually. Okay, and then the big one for us, at least or for me, was uh, Forza Horizon Four. There were rumours that it was going to be in Japan, but I'm so glad that those rumours were false. And actually, it's taking place in good old Blighty. <laughs> <laughs> Which made me really happy. So, um, Ralph came on you from did. Playground, who is a good guy. And he was excited. The main take homes for Forza Horizon 4, the main new stuff is to do with seasons. Yeah. So, uh, all the weather and the gameplay is, is uh, affected by what season you're in. Mainly, I think winter <laughs> probably be the one that affects the gameplay the most uh, one suspects one of the bits they showed off was a lake and in winter yeah. it froze over and you could drive on the lake which was incredible they said a lot yeah, of stuff yeah. about as well like everybody's going to experience that kind of weather and season you know it's like synchronized across the whole bit. And yeah instead of driving into ai controlled cars using do you know what was it called? That thing that driver tires. Driver That's it. Yeah, like you're actually going to be. It looks like you're going to actually be meeting real people in the open world. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it looked like so. That sounded 
pretty cool. And there was that chat thing, I suppose. Yeah, Deepak got rid of Connect, didn't they? <laughs> to do it. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, they've made a, a bit like on CFDs, actually. They've got a very quick um, chat thing on the D-pad, so you can ask people if they want to race with you or do some drifting or various other bits or hook up to do, I guess, bucket list challenges and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be 60 frames a second on the Xbox One X, which got a large round of applause. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, they did a live play session um, from the theatre with uh, four people, all in different cars and sort of interacting in each other's games. And they they cycled through the different seasons as well. It looked great. I mean, so in, in the live play session, did you notice um, two other types of vehicles crop up? There were dirt bikes jumping over the car at yep. one point, and mm-hmm. also hovercrafts. Oh, Mr. Hovercraft! Mm. Somebody wow. uh, the chat said in the, in the chat he'd love. Larger areas for infected. I'm guessing that's going to be Liverpool. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> but I wonder if it's like a mode where you got to like get through Liverpool and like keep your wheels on and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, nice little dig there. Grim up north. <laughs> but anyway, it's coming October second. It's in Game Pass, which I've completely forgot about. So actually, we're going to get that for free as well, which is just nuts. Yeah, it didn't look like a, a huge evolution to me. The seasons is really the only massive change, apart from it being, I suppose, entirely online. That must be quite a lot of effort. Yeah, saying that, we don't know. The environment of a diversity of it being set in Britain, that's quite a big... Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, it's not as diverse as Australia. No, but you had some, like, epic jumps over rivers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do epic jumps well, has to be said. Um, Anyway, very excited about that. And, obviously, there was more news about Playground that would come later in the show... In fact, now, as Phil came back onto the stage and announced that Xbox have got their checkbook out, basically. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they've bought... Well, first of all, they've created a new studio, brand new studio, called The Initiative, based in Santa Monica. We don't know what they're making, but um, I think they they said that they got some really good talent in to run the studio. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they announced four other studios that they'd bought so we knew about playground or at least we thought we knew about playground uh, but they also bought undead labs who made state of decay yeah and state of decay 2 obviously compulsion who make we happy few which is just coming out of game um preview i believe very yes. soon and the really exciting one and and surprising one for me was that they also bought ninja theory who made um hellblade and are incredibly well regarded in the industry yeah so <sighs> It felt like, I don't know, all the stuff that everyone's been wishing for of Microsoft actually getting involved. All the time we've been, had this question on the podcast so many times, what do Microsoft need to do? When are they going to, just going to buy some studios or pay for some exclusive stuff? They've actually just gone out and bought <laughs> five of them. <laughs> absolutely nuts. So, yeah, super excited for all of this stuff, really. I guess yeah. we'll, we'll wait to see when these games come out and what they're like, but the generally good to agree. One is really interesting because they've been making titles for PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. Quite a lot, they? And like Hellblade was a massive success on mm-hmm. PlayStation first. But I remember them yeah. really hyping up the fact that they were building this AAA experience game as an indie, so it's a, it's a bit of an odd one, that. But hopefully some mm. big games coming from them soon. Well, probably... I re- the weird years. thing was I remember um, Mikey Barrow tweeting loads about Hellblade. When it came out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we got, the, we got the Windows 10 version as well, didn't we, randomly? So I suppose there was yeah. signs. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll obviously wait and see what happens if any of these studios... I mean, they're all 
already making or just finished making a game. So I don't think we're going to see some stuff immediately. Obviously, no. Playground's second studio will um, are, are in full swing making their open RPG game that we don't. I thought I thought Phil said we were going to see more of later, and then didn't show any of later. Yeah, or maybe he just meant later in in the year or later. Mm-hmm. Some That's other exactly time. what I thought. Like the way you said it, I thought he meant later, as in you know it's going to be an, in the show. Yeah. yeah, and then but I guess he meant later, as in two years time or something. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty thirty. Um, okay, we then saw a uh, very nice trailer for for uh, PUBG. Yeah, which looks really cool, and it didn't look anything like PUBG that I've watched when I watch people playing it. It was very. Uh, it was almost like a, a film yeah. the way it was shot. It was really cool. And then another one for RPG lovers, Tales of Vesperia, is uh, coming to Xbox. So this is a remaster. This one's actually yes. already on the Xbox 360. It's the mm-hmm. definitive edition. Definitive edition. For the Xbox yes. one. So. And it's coming this fall, which I think That's is a, autumn. That just reminded me, did any of you in chat play... Uh... E3 oh, thing. No, we, we, must have, uh, we didn't have a car on stage, or what's that about? No, we didn't. Yeah, that was poor. In fact, there wasn't that much stage action going on, was there? Most of it was just pre-done trailers, the vast majority yeah. of it. Uh, then we saw an awesome trailer stroke gameplay session from The Division 2, which looked amazing, I thought. It looked really, really stunning graphics and the the shooting mechanics look brilliant. Um, you guys played a lot of Division One, didn't you? Yeah, thousand did it. Oh, did you? Completed it, mate. Wow. <laughs> I, need, uh, I haven't got my sound effect here. Really loved the look of this one, though. Um, yeah, it, it looks just, incredible, doesn't it? it? The thing that just kind of pulled me in was how much more diverse the environments and stuff looked. How yeah, they switched but... up because it started off. It was almost like the characters were in a jungle. <laughs> yeah, gameplay footage, and I was thinking, where are they? This doesn't look like Washington DC. It turns out they're in a greenhouse. Yeah, out onto like a street with cars, then suddenly there's a downed plane in the middle of the street. Yeah, that plane was pretty cool. Yeah, and they show some squad versus squad action. Uh, yeah, just looked, it just looked really neat, didn't it? I thought it looked. And no doubt beautiful. we'll see a lot more of that one tomorrow on. UB. On Ubi's show, yeah. I was quite surprised how much they they put into this, actually. That's due out on March 15th. Oh, good spot. Just before okay. left it. I love that. Nice. And then Ashley from Xbox Game Pass came on stage to talk about the program. The first thing she mentioned was a new thing called Fast Start, mm-hmm. uh, which she sound made, made it sound really impressive. It was like, this uses machine learning to allow you to play games twice as fast. <laughs> But I'm guessing it just meant like while they're downloading, you can yeah, I'm start a little it, bit sooner. Yeah, I'm guessing it's going to figure out what game modes people play or yeah. something like that and then kind of take a hunch on that and install that bit. So it's like if, if you're installing Call of Duty, most people are going to go for the multiplayer first, so it'll prioritize that. Over well, they the certainly will do on the next one. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think Activision are uh, prioritizing that as well. Yeah, so obviously we already have Ready to Start uh, as a thing, but this should be apparently twice as fast as Ready to Start. And it seems uh, like it's coming. developer intervention, because for current systems, no. um, the developer has to pre-select at what point it can become Ready to Start. Okay. From what I gather, anyway. Okay. Um, it's coming to selected titles in the June Xbox update, apparently. 
She also announced that Halo Master Chief Collection is coming to the program later in the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, she reaffirmed that all the Microsoft Studios titles will be in Game Pass on their day of release. She also mentioned four other new games that were coming this year, but I didn't get any of them written down. It was the title you mentioned earlier, Fallout 4. Uh, there was the Division. And... Oh, no, no, sorry. These are the ones that are out today. Oh, um, yeah, that's Division, Elder Scrolls Online, and Fallout 4 are mm-hmm. on now. But she mentioned four brand new games that are coming to Game Pass later this year, but I didn't I didn't get a chance to write Oh, yeah, it just, I think one of them was like Warhammer or something like that. Yes. Warhammer, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, there were four of them anyway. Then we got the traditional idea Xbox Hot Reel. Yeah. Which was really just keep up with any of it. Impossible to keep up with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how many how many they showed in there. It's probably another ten games, maybe more. Um it's kind of fifteen seconds of hectic footage of each and then it just flips yeah. into another one. I, I, I didn't, didn't get any of it written up. Um, Xbox Game Pass logos in that as well. Um, strewn throughout, so a couple of those titles seemingly will be coming to that. Yes, there was. Um, the weird thing for me is on every trailer they put up a thing saying available from the Xbox Store. <laughs> You'd hope so, wouldn't well, <laughs> yeah. Where else am I going to get it from? <laughs> the PlayStation Store. Then we saw Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which we knew about, but we hadn't seen much of. Again, very pretty game. Yeah, Very pretty game. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed the Tomb Raider game, so uh, this is probably going to be a must-buy for me. You guys will probably pick that up too, I would imagine. That's uh, who makes Tomb Raider? Crystal Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics it used to be Square, didn't it, back so in the day? Knowledge oh no, it was Idos back in the day. June yeah. September fourteenth, so not long at all for that one. Oh, wicked! Okay. Mm. I will, I will definitely be picking that one up. Um, and then a real surprise. There's a new skating game, which I assumed was going to be Skate 4, but apparently the license doesn't exist any, anymore, and it is the spiritual successor to Skate. This has been same... in development for a while. I think it might have even been kick-started, and mm-hmm. it's like there's, okay. been, there's been demos available on Steam for a while, but it does look very much like Skate. So all the EA people who yeah. were hoping for that yesterday and didn't get it, that's going to be... A cool new edition. Yeah, and it's called Session. Um, but it looks sweet. Nice to see a skating game utilising some really pretty graphics. It's like a real step up. For, oh, it's been a while since there's been a skating game on uh, console, so it was a real noticeable leap. Well, we had in, Tony uh... Hawks, didn't we? But I don't think that. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Hawks. Yeah. Yes, we had Tony Hawks. Um, okay, and then we saw a brand new game. Well, I'd never heard of it, called Black Desert. Oh, that was announced last year. That's like oh, was it? Okay, online it's an MMORPG, yeah. I think. Oh, okay. It, yeah, it's a fancy game. Lots of swords, lots of spells. Very pretty <laughs> again. It's totally different to what the experience is going to be. It's one of those games. <laughs> they show it off, and it looks amazing. And then it's like, well, yeah. It was like okay. actually in the EA thing, they did a Command and Conquer mobile game. Yeah, and they shoutcasted it, which was just absolutely terrible. <laughs> Right. Why do they do that? But then straight after that, they showed this like really epic trailer, and me and Jack were like, "Wow, what's this? It looks great!" And then it's like it was the trailer for the mobile game we'd just been watching that looked nothing <laughs> like it. Um, you know, the trailer for Halo Wars Two. Yeah, years ago, it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that that one's probably not for me. I think. 
And then we saw something that I thought looked interesting. So I've played some of the Devil May Cry games before, mm-hmm. and um, I sort of quite like them. They're not really my sort of game, but I quite enjoyed... I think it was 4 that I played. Um, but this trailer for the new Devil May Cry, uh, which is Devil May Cry 5, it looked amazing. It was like really, really cool, I thought. Um, really interesting enemies. Uh, lots of He was driving around in a pretty sweet-looking car. It's coming in spring next year. Yeah, uh, and Matt Walker from Capcom came on stage to talk about it, uh, along with oh, I didn't get his name now. Much of his name. <laughs> yeah, no, who was it? Did you get his name? No, uh, no. Okay, shall we say the um, artistic creator of the game uh, came on stage and spoke some Japanese, but was very excited about um, the game. He reckons it's his best Devil May Cry ever. That's one thing that I really love about E3. Do you want to get the devs to come on stage and they're like yeah. showing the passion for what they're doing? It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was definitely passionate. Yeah. I didn't realize it had been 10 years since the last one was released. Is it? Yeah, which is what they said. They said it's 10 years since Devil May Cry 4 released and this is a true sequel to it because we have had some other Devil May Cry games. Yeah, we since. have. Wasn't there one just called Devil May Cry? There was Devil May Cry DMC, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I thought that looked pretty sweet. Uh, I will definitely be checking more out um, of that game when I see it. <laughs> and then we've got some Cuphead uh, DLC thought, on the way. We thought we'd have an E3 without Cuphead. Yeah, I did <laughs> think that. Um, but they've managed to say it's not coming till next year, though, uh, which means that I reckon they might be able to tease it out till after next year's E3, which means they can squeeze it in <laughs> to next year's E3 again. Yeah, 2022. That's going yeah. when it actually comes out. Um, new bosses, <laughs> new weapons, and new charms. Um, but not out last course, DLC. Yeah, great, great name. The delicious last course. Uh, brand new aisle. There was, yeah, there was new stuff. playable characters, new yeah, monsters and things. There was all sorts on there. Yeah, that sounded pretty cool to me. Then we had a new game from Bandai Namco, or Namco Bandai, whatever they're calling themselves this week, called Jump Force, which looked like it was trying to jump on the Overwatch bandwagon a little bit. It's a superhero game, I suppose you'd call it. It looked like it was set in a post-apocalyptic city. Uh, some awesome fighting combos mm-hmm. being shown off in the trailer. Didn't give away too much about the game, but lots of special powers for all the different heroes. You have to team up. It looked um, like a mashup of like all the Bandai Namco licenses. Like there was Naruto in there, uh, Dragon oh, okay. Balls, One Piece. There was loads in it. Yeah. So yeah, I. I Probably no doubt you're gonna get me to play that one at Gamescom while you're yeah, playing exactly. or something. Always, always love playing those ones. <laughs> I'm just gonna make a note of that uh, Dave wants to play jumps. <laughs> um, then we saw um, Dying Light 2. Well, before Chris that, there was that little game called Tunic as well. Oh, yes, I didn't actually weird. mention that. I didn't see what it was called, which was a fox. Would you call him a fox? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a little fox. Uh, little fox really stylized it looked really nice but the impressive thing it was created by a single developer ah um, yeah. which is what they highlighted on stage okay yeah, that was, the, it was the, probably as diverse a showing of games as you could possibly mm-hmm. yeah agree i think yeah it was um there was actually quite i noticed on twitter quite a lot of people getting quite excited about that one yeah sorry so dying light 2 uh we had one of the guys from the studio come on the stage, Chris Avalone, and he talked about the game. He said something quite weird. He said it's it's the first game in its genre 
to be influenced by the decisions you make while playing the game. Now, I don't know what genre he's calling that, but most games have some sort of decision-making influence stuff going on. It seemed like quite a bold claim. I think they'd probably transfer into a really obscure genre, like a into, zombie part. Yeah, well, zombie right, part yeah, card. Yeah. No, but <laughs> it, did, it, it did look, from the way they showed that, like example of you meet a pe- bunch of people and you've got to choose a decision based on water supply, wasn't it? And yeah. that'll affect like I wouldn't that have seemed... to get a drink at that point, to be honest. <laughs> I made the decision to, to leave the room. Well, that seemed way more kind of like it, consequences for your actions than most games that I've seen do. Like it seemed to completely change. Okay. The world oh, fair enough. If you killed the guy, then like you managed to secure regular water for the whole city or town or whatever it is but then the people in control of that if you kind of disagree against them they're quite forceful whereas if you do the opposite and you side with these guys that are killing them then like water was much more of a scarce resource but then you had like a black market for water and there was like unsavory kind of characters coming in because they want to get a piece of it so like it did seem like it changed quite a bit of the world that was like one of like hundreds of choices that you'll make across the did either of you play Dying Light 1? No. Uh, no, I didn't. This has tempted me into Dying Light 2, though. I okay. think it looks like a zombie game meets Mirror's Edge for me. So. Ooh. Really I good. like a bit of Mirror's Edge. Mm. Okay, uh, and then we saw quite a comedic uh, little trailer for <laughs> Battle Tides. Yeah, <laughs> which is coming next year. Um, I, I assume it's rare making it. I didn't actually see any rare logos kicking about, but uh, that would make sense. And it's coming on Game Pass. People have been screaming uh, for a battle toad, haven't they? I know. Ages, like, well, it wasn't was who was wearing a battle toast? Someone was wearing a battle toast T-shirt at the Xbox conference last year. Oh, it's probably Spencer, wasn't it? Yeah, like, I think it was. <laughs> and then I got very excited because they showed some Just Cause Four footage and trailer, yeah. uh, which had masses of explosions and gunplay <laughs> and cars and flying around in wingsuits and grapple hooks and a tornado. Mm-hmm. Got to have a tornado. <laughs> uh, just like day one purchase for me, no problem at all. Just Cause just, games are amazing. Crazy Just Cause, isn't it? It's like, yeah. let's hope it runs a bit better this time and the frame rate doesn't drop when everything's exploding on the screen. Yeah, well, I'll be playing it on X this time <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, do we know when it's coming out? December 4th. December? Yeah, December yeah. 4th. This year, it's amazing. It's gonna oh, be that's my though. Christmas it's game. Those tornadoes, you think, how can they make just cause crazier? Yeah, it's <laughs> a tornado, isn't it? Tornado. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then we move on to the Gears Fest, yeah. uh, which is no longer called Gears of War either. It's just Everything's just called Gears. So we had Gears Pop. Now, this is a mobile game. Yeah, and it was really bizarre because you saw the skull, and I was like, "Oh man, here we go, Gears <laughs> Five. And then these weird little cartoon character things popped through the wall, and I was like, "This looks really weird." The apparently, like, um, the pop series is a is a thing. Yeah, it's them pop vinyl things in it, like collectors' things you buy with the massive yeah. head. But when I was watching it, I was like, "I was the same as you." Saw the gear logo, and I was like, "Oh, here we go." And then it was like, "Gears, Plants vs Zombies." Like, yeah. <laughs> Very, very weird. Um, and then Rob Ferguson came on. He, I thought he was going to tell us all about Gears Pop, but he just immediately went on to talk about Gears Tactics, Yeah, which is uh, an RTS. Uh, is it PC only? 
Yeah, I think specifically mentioned PC, yeah. Okay. So we won't be getting it on Xbox. Um, And then they showed a little clip from Gears 5. And as I say, it's not called Gears of War 5. It's just called Gears 5. Yeah. uh, Which is interesting. But um, look pretty cool. Pretty grooming. I mean, as usual. Kate was in there looking upset. Yeah. JD Phoenix was there with a skinhead and a beard now. (laughs) And Marcus was there because he's still tagging along for some reason. (laughs) Marcus will be there forever. (laughs) Yeah, he's in a contract and he's got to be in every Gears game or somewhere. Um, it looked stunning, didn't it? Like you don't, you yeah. can, Like what they showed was definitely the kind of like CGI, but then they kind of went into some looked like gameplay moments. And yeah, I thought, like gameplay, yeah. I thought it looked just from like some of the different weapons and things they were using. It looked like a, it was a bit more diverse than Gears Four. Oh, I hope so. I don't. If I have to go into another room and they'd say, "Oh no, there's more of them," but there's just gonna drive me insane when they showed like the cinematic bit they had a really cheesy english accent that really just grated up. yeah yeah i know can we change him before it comes out please <laughs> <laughs> man um, in it. i'll do it for free i'll advise it that'd be wicked <laughs> buzzing screen, mate <laughs> screen cap here as well your answer's buzzing <laughs> <laughs> every time you uh use the chainsaw <laughs> that would work perfectly <laughs> Okay, so I don't know. Any release date on Gears 5? Uh, just 2019. Think. It's quite, quite okay. broad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it'll be, towards, it'll be September, won't it? Next calls year. in the chat for making him a mank. Get it trending. <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then Phil came back on and uh, mentioned some interesting things, actually. He said that Microsoft are working on a gaming streaming network. Yeah. Um, I suppose similar to OnLive. Now, we spoke about this in the podcast on Friday. Uh, that we thought this was a, a fair way off, but actually, <laughs> sounds like it's not that far away off. But you never know. Um, but they are working on that so that you can. He mentioned playing on mobile, playing like high quality, yeah, console um, quality games, console quality games on any device. Yeah, which is a pretty cool idea. Um, but obviously, it will be entirely dependent on your data connection at the time. So, quite how it works, we we if we yet to find out. He also mentioned that they are committed <laughs> to building an industry-leading first-party development team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which was quite a bold statement, so actually. This is for Santa Monica Studio, I take it. Well, no, the whole lot. Well, I think he's, he's talking okay. about the entire Microsoft Studios division and all the different all the different studios that they own now. So yeah, they've obviously they've got a long way to catch up to Sony, but it sounds like they're at least heading in the right direction with that stuff. And then we closed with a hang on, you meant one other part that you glossed yeah, over. So, a big one. <laughs> really big bit that Phil said here. Um, the architects at Microsoft are already working on architecting the next Xbox consoles. Oh yeah, okay. And there was a bit about AI as well, like using to make the best, most advanced AI in games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we sort of knew both those things were happening, didn't we? Committed. Well, I don't know. They were saying that the next Xbox is the last one, didn't they? But the, Who said that? Uh, Ubi. Did they? Yeah. We got asked a question about it on the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay attention. And then we closed with Cyberpunk 2077 from CD Projekt Red, mm-hmm. uh, which, I mean, I've played The Witcher and didn't really like it, but <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 looks amazing. It did. Like, really, really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I'll definitely be getting this, which is... What did you think of the segue into it? <laughs> yeah, I quite enjoyed that. I, I'm a sucker for that sort of cheese. So Phil just said, uh, and I hope you all have a wonderful eat. And then all the stage just like crackled and there was like loads of interference and then sort of a little bit of hacking appeared on the screen. Yeah, I had no problem with any of that. Yeah, I, I was really impressed. I didn't know anything about Cyberpunk 2077, um, but it is now a definite purchase for me. I thought it looked amazing. So I assume it's not a uh, fantasy RPG. <laughs> it looked like it was a proper shooty-shooty game. Yeah, it did. The trailer itself, it, um, in terms of the graphics and just the overall atmosphere and vibe, it reminded me a little bit of Sunset Overdrive meets GTA yes. with <laughs> yes. Ready Player One Chuck did. As well, okay. Um, I suppose we'll have to wait and see, like how heavy the RPG elements are. Because if it's mm-hmm. if it's RPG kind of like light, like the division, you know, where you're picking weapons and stuff like that, then I'd be all over that. But if it's like a deep RPG, like Fallout and stuff, then I'm um I'm well up for it. Was there a date on that? There was not. Okay. But this is the first we've heard about it for some time, isn't it? So it's probably a way it's, away it's still. It's been in development for years and years and years. Has so. it? Okay. Yeah. Um, and that was it. That was the end of the show. The, the stream just abruptly ended. And then um, here we are. So I'm still trying to take it all in, really. I feel there was so much shown that I'll probably need to go and watch it, the whole thing again. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally... I feel pretty positive about the whole thing. There's probably six or seven titles that I'm really excited about playing, which is probably the most I can remember in an E3. There, there was no, you know, normally there's there's a lot of non-game chat that seems to take place in these conferences. So it's obviously the year before last we had all the, or in fact it was last year we had all the Xbox One X chat, which seems which probably took up twenty minutes of the show. And we always have some sort of. There was no like, Minecraft even this year, was no, there? No, the, the only glimpse of Minecraft I saw was on the studios they had acquired slide. Yeah. So I suppose the big question is the big thing coming in was could they kind of address the the exclusive problem yeah. that they've got? So they've obviously bought the studios. I don't think they showed anything big and new that was like, wow, that's blown me out of the water. Do you know it was. Horizon and Halo and Gears, like we expected. Yeah. So, do, did you do you think they've addressed that question? Do you think we've got a good answer out of it? Or? Well, they're obviously trying to, aren't they? Oh, yeah, you're right. There was no, there was no obvious big new exclusive game, um, which I guess is a shame. But the fact that they focused, well, not a large part of the show, but they mentioned they spent some proper time talking about those studio acquisitions. Yeah, it was it was a pointer to say, look, we know we know what you guys want. We're working on it, and um, maybe stick with us for next year <laughs> when we'll actually have some stuff to show off. I suppose the deal is he just said in chat it's a start. I suppose that's. I mean, you can't just suddenly wheel out a load of exclusives. No, it's, so. it's planting seeds, isn't it? Yeah, and we know that we know that Playground have been working on their RPG game for what maybe two years now, although really ramped up probably towards. Well, yeah, last, maybe only a year, probably end of up, last yeah. year. So you're probably two years away. So that'll probably be next year, I guess. Or maybe we'll definitely see some, we might get some glimpses of stuff at Gamescom still. Oh, we'll badger the playground 
boys will take him out and get him drunk and find out more about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I suppose, I don't know. I, I, I think I need to go and watch it all again because yeah. so much of it's gone in one ear and out the other there. And I was trying to blog at the same time, but it felt really positive. It felt like there was there was no fluff. There was no mucking around. It was just game after game after game after game after game. And a lot of them looked really good. There was a good bit of diversity amongst them as well. It wasn't all just, you know, shooters and driving games. It was There was a lot of different stuff kicking about, platformers and Japanese titles and stuff that we don't normally see on an Xbox show. There was, I think Sam pointed out in Slack, like there was a lot of love from Square. Yeah, yeah, there was loads of Square <clears> stuff, wasn't there? And Like I remember watching the Square conference last year or the year before, and being really disappointed because every game they announced was like a PlayStation exclusive. They're all JRPGs, uh, so it didn't really bother me in terms of what we were missing out on. Yeah. But it's like there was nothing, everything seemed to be, and here's this game, oh, and it's JRPG, and it's on PlayStation. So I don't know, it seemed like they got a love from them this year, but maybe they'll, maybe Sony will still get a lot of the JRPG stuff to us, kind of even it out. You know, there's. Yeah, we'll know more tomorrow night. Is it tomorrow night? Yeah. Yeah. Sony's conference is very, very late tomorrow night uh, for us. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm I'm generally really positive about the whole thing. Um, yeah, it's a shame that there's nothing immediately new, but there's enough stuff coming out over the coming months that I don't, I'm not bothered. I mean, Horizon's going to keep me busy for quite a while, <laughs> I'd imagine. Just Cause is coming out in December. So it's in September. So it's a good, good mix yeah. of games coming out soon. There is, and they may not be all exclusives, but um, I'm not that bothered about that at this point in time. I, I tell you what, if I had a PlayStation, I would be absolutely gutted that I couldn't play Forza Horizon on it. And I, I just don't think that'll ever change. <laughs> that game just continues to excite me. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with mm-hmm. it. I've noticed some of the press um, talking very positively about the, the show. Mm-hmm. It's hard to put it into context until you've seen the other, the other presentations. But Sony seems to do really well on. I don't know whether it's because the majority of gaming press are kind of like. I mean, we us three. What's between us in age? Probably like fifteen years between the three of us or something. Mm. But gaming press seems to be sort of like towards the older side, and they love the nostalgic stuff. And Sony just seems to hit on that, and everybody goes crazy for it. So I think Microsoft are doing. The newer, more, you know, kind of moving gaming forwards more than mm-hmm. Sony. It just depends whether you prefer to sit play the single player stuff and yeah. But well, I sort of do <laughs> <laughs> normally. Uh-huh. Um, no mention of back compat. No, no, it wasn't that interesting. There was just fifty games. So yeah, um, I'm I'm really positive about it. I will sleep on it and I will rewatch the show tomorrow and then I'll have a. I have a recompose of my thoughts, but um, I might make a list of all the games that I definitely will be getting on day one and the list of games that I want to see more of that have piqued my interest because there was quite a few of those. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll see where it is. But yeah, it was. I thought it was a really good show. Really good show. It's definitely the best show for games for Microsoft for years. Obviously, they had the hardware and stuff last year and the focus was on that. But I think if I was... A, if I was a Sony, if I was a PlayStation owner and I watched that show, I would be really impressed with the diversity and the number of titles coming out. Um, obviously, quite a lot of them are also going to be coming out on PlayStation, but 
it felt like there was enough exclusive sc- stuff scattered in there that looked decent that it would turn that it would turn my uh, turn my gaze. Yeah, and especially when they kept hitting on with that, and it is true. You know, the games will play best on the X. Yeah, unless Sony announce a PS5 that's coming out. Well, yeah, as I say, that's that's why I said we'll, we'll know more and tomorrow. Jack Kavanagh just said in chat, will Bethesda's conference just expand on Fallout 76 or more games? So we know we got Rage 2 in yeah, Bethesda. Yeah, well, Rage. Um, what else could they be? Like, they're going to do a lot on Fallout, Skyrim online. Yeah. Well, the Elder Scrolls online, there'll be a lot of stuff on that. Mm-hmm. I reckon we'll get some PC-specific stuff like Quake. Which... I wonder if they'll, um, did Fallout ever get the mod system? Fallout Four, on yeah, Xbox. Okay, yeah, I don't. I was somebody saying Starfield, so that could be a possibility. Uh, so like mm-hmm. spacey RPG. When's Bethesda? Uh, in about three hours. Oh, it's late two thirty, I think. Okay, is there nothing between now and then? No, Bethesda's next two thirty, and we go to tomorrow. I think it is when we've got. Square and Ubisoft. Sony. Oh, and Sony. Yeah, well, we don't care about Sony, on it. <laughs> I'm going to watch it, except yeah. on a you delay, because yeah. it's, not, it's at 3 o'clock in the morning. So Ubisoft's like okay. a good time for us. That's about, I think that's, is that like 7 or 8 or something tomorrow night? So that'd be a good run than Square's. Not I will I will always watch the Ubisoft conference. Because um, we are blogging it. That, <laughs> that girl doing it. Oh, that t- Tyler, what's she, is, is Aisha yeah. Tyler? She yeah. didn't do it last year, did they? I know, they I was gutted. She always had like the um, innuendos, didn't she? Yeah, <laughs> and she swears a lot as well. She's brilliant. She's by yeah. far my favourite presenter out of all of them. Um, it was always the maddest. Back. It was always the craziest conference. When you'd have her swearing and dropping innuendos. You'd have <laughs> French people trying to yeah. struggle through pronouncing. Then you'd have like just dance and come on and there's like some yeah. pop star you were like who's this <laughs> j-pop yeah um yeah no totally um i'm looking forward to it but yeah so we'll definitely watch that wicked okay guys thank you bye 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 gaming on xbox <laughs>Okay, and then after the Microsoft show, uh, we had a Bethesda, uh, which was for the, later that night. And Bethesda's conference has generally been regarded as one of the high points of this year's E3. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of cool games in here. We watched all of the Rage 2 stuff earlier again, and uh, that game looks nuts, absolutely nuts. I'm so getting that on day of release. Uh, it's, it's weird as well, because do you remember it was sort of leaked and it looked like they rushed out some terrible yeah. live action something that I could have cobbled together thing and then we had a proper gameplay trailer the next day which showed off a lot more stuff but seeing it yesterday I just I just really want to play this game it looks fantastic it's got very Mad Maxy vibe but it's, it looks like it's using the same engine as the Just Cause 4 engine because everything looks stunning very beautiful uh, looks pretty violent gory there's some cool stuff with uh, like a boomerang thing that he had in his left hand while he was shooting with his right hand, sort of stunning people with the boomerang and then blowing their heads off with the gun. <laughs> pretty sweet. Um, loads of vehicles. It basically said if you can see it, you can drive it or something. So loads and loads of interesting and weird and wonderful vehicles to drive. But yeah, that, I'm, I'm a, 
quite a fan of Rage 1, actually, from when I went back and played it for Ultimate Head-to-Head, and um, I have high hopes for this game. I can't remember when it's out. Is it next year again? Too many games, can't remember all the release dates. Most stuff seems to be coming out February 22nd next year, so we'll just guess that. <laughs> um, June 2019, okay, so summer next year. Uh, Elder Scrolls 6 was announced. In fact, there was about 20 Elder Scrolls games announced <laughs> in the Bethesda conference on all different sorts of platforms, mobile games, all sorts. Uh, Elder Scrolls 6 was announced with just a, a, a logo, really, nothing else. Yeah, but um, people so still got really excited about that. Local. Of course they did, yeah. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> I don't know. Well, um, more interestingly for me, it was a new goon, a new goon, goon, doom, <laughs> doom game called Doom Eternal. Uh, again, we didn't really see anything at all of this, uh, but it looks like more Doom, um, more of the same amped up devil yeah. craziness, uh, demons all over the place, lots of gore. They look pretty cool. There's a new Wolfenstein game coming out. Jack, you knew a little bit about this. Wolfenstein Youngblood, it's called. Yeah, so this it looks like a bit of a spin-off again. Um, like, uh, kind of, I think it was New... Was it New Order? Or uh, Old Blood, sorry. Old Blood. Yeah, but this... So we've got Youngblood and Old Blood. Yeah, yeah, this follows um, the main chap that you played in the other ones. It's his two twin daughters. And it follows their story, so it seems like a bit of an offshoot of a minute. If it's Wolfenstein, though, so it's going to be quality. That's built on an amazing engine. They always look amazing. And it's going to be yeah, playable in co-op, in it? Like you can oh, play okay. The two twins in co-op. I hadn't even twigged nice. onto that. That's going to be good, though. A lot of co-op games, a lot of multiplayer stuff going on this year, which is interesting. Dave, any thoughts on Wolfenstein? Are you a fan of the series? I've not played them, to be honest. They always look really yeah. cool, and then I see the achievement for playing it on like that ridiculous difficulty that everybody goes, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll leave that for now. <laughs> and then it's too late to bother. So. <laughs> okay, um, and then probably the, the highlight of the show, apart from Rage 2, was the Fallout 76 stuff, which looked really good, and I'm definitely going to get it. I've made the decision I'm going to get this game, which is one of those ones I'll live to regret, no doubt. But... Um, I really like the look of it. It looks looks stunning. Well, did to it me. confirm all the rumors is completely online? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, every person you speak to in the game will be a real person. Right. Um, there's, there was some weird stuff going on. There's like nukes in the map, so you're going to have to go and do quests and stuff, and then you've got to kind kind of build together codes to get these nukes. Well, you're putting and then me off. once you every get these nukes, you say, it's up to you what you do with it. Like you can blow up another person because everybody on the map is going to be vis- visible to you. So people could just blow you up. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> but so you're still going to have the concept of kind of NPCs and stuff to get quests, and there are no NPCs as such. These like players. robots and things. Oh, okay, that you, can, you get Bro, quests. And so you okay. can still do that kind of single player. And they they still they said they're still working on the systems, so they're going to try and make it so. If you don't want to, you know, be going fighting other people, like they're going to try and figure out a way to not do that. But things like there's a big base building mechanic in it. So like they said, you might start, you might get your base to where you're building ammo really easily. And obviously ammo is pretty scarce in the game. So you could kind of go trading then, you know, with other people for the bottle caps and stuff like that. Kind of make your own economy. Yeah, building I'm not getting this game. It sounds like it's going in the direction of something like EVE Online. Yeah, it's, it sounds ambitious what they're doing, mm-hmm. and like they try to sort of like calm people's fears that they're just going to get nuked all the time because these nukes are like really kind of end game thing. Mm-hmm. And the big thing is you kind of blow up an area, and it'll make the enemies in that area, you know, like super mutants. So you get mm-hmm. better loot drops. 
some better stuff from it. So I don't know. I can. It's going to be weird for them to balance that because even if you're kind of a couple of weeks late and people have got a two week head start to get in one of those nukes or whatever, it could put you at a real disadvantage. Yeah, but I mean the way the the way they were talking, it's like way way end game. Like okay. No, you're not going to be able to get one like in a couple of weeks. Like, I mean, they might be able to, but it's going to be, you know, like however long the, the single player version of Fallout is, that and oh, beyond. Long. Yeah, and beyond that getting nukes. Okay, we saw a trailer for a new game called Starfield, which was a space RPG. It was very brief. We don't know much about it. We think no. it's going to be quite a long way away still. Um, but it looks interesting, I guess. Did you see the stuff about because the everybody always pokes fun at them, you know, for Skyrim Toaster Edition and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were doing stuff with Alexa, <laughs> weren't they? So they had a big joke about it. So they had Skyrim Etch Sketch Edition and Alexa Edition and stuff. But the Alexa Edition is actually a thing you can download. That's real, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I won't be doing that. Good. Then um, we had Square. Square basically just had a uh, set of, it wasn't like a live theater. Um, show it was just a pre-record they had lots of just trailers basically it was only half an hour long quite a lot of the stuff we'd seen previously at microsoft Uh, but we had some more shadow of the tomb raider footage for some reason this game has not grabbed me at all like the other games did i just for some reason i'm really mad about it i don't don't really know why which is odd really because i loved the first one of those the reboots but maybe once i see a bit more I'll, i'll get into it but it's just it really hasn't grabbed me at all this one um, I don't know whether the trailers for the others were were a bit more exciting. Or I can't, what were you like on two? Because I remember you were all over one and really. Well, two I really off, enjoyed the start of, and then there's this sort of open worldy bit where it's all snowing, and I wasn't really sure what I was supposed to do, and that frustrated me, and I gave up on it in the end. So that sort of put me off the series a little bit, I guess. But the first one's such a good game. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll see more of it. Is that coming this year? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, September. Okay. Well, maybe I'll wait for the reviews for that one. Um, and then we had the amazing, uh, is it the amazing adventures of Captain Spirit? I can't yep. remember the full title. The amazing something of Captain Spirit, uh, which is a free to play game on Xbox and PlayStation, which is available to pre-download now for free. There's links on TA mm-hmm. uh, to do that. It is set in the Life is Strange universe, and it's a sort of tease up some of the characters for Life is Strange Two, apparently. But it's free, and those games are ace. Uh, it's a very different vibe to the first game, I think. Different characters. It's based on a boy. Uh, we mentioned it in the in the Microsoft conference too. Um, but it looks really cool. I'm definitely going to play it. I don't think it's we've got long to wait. Either yeah, it comes out that. June the 26th. Okay, two weeks. So it has achievements. That. Yeah, I've got a feeling it won't because it's listed as a demo on the Microsoft Store, and no demos have achievements. So mm. I think it's going to be like the prelude, not. isn't it? Last year's yeah, last year's pre Well, that was listed as a game. Yeah. But, um, didn't have achievements anyway. Mm-hmm. Then we saw some more Just Cause stuff, Just Cause 4, which just, I mean, the engine is just stunning. The the graphics, the weather effects, weather seems to be playing a big part in this one. Uh, tornadoes flying around, twisting helicopters around and picking cars up. And uh, Rico just likes his, looks like he's having a complete ball with the explosions. I mean, it's just it's just a perfect game for me. It's got everything I want in the game and more. Uh, so I'm definitely getting that. They the mentioned they'd improved the physics on the driving and stuff as well. Yes, they had. So it'd be interesting to see um, how that's changed. Yeah, that was probably a slightly low point in three. The driving mechanics went all that, but it's not like you're driving around constantly in that game. It's 
I spent more time jumping around with the tether thing because yeah, exactly the grapple around. hook and the, and the wingsuit are the yeah. way I got around most of the place. Yeah, I love that. Was the thing I really loved about Just Cause. Um, in fact, all the games. Once you once you really get the hang of the the grapple hook, you can traverse the the terrain really fast. Um, sort of swinging backwards and forwards with the left stick as you're letting go and grappling again. It takes a couple of hours to get really good at it, but once you're there, that is one satisfying way to move around. Uh, that's a definite day one purchase for me. Or although it might even have a pre-release play early thing, in which case I'm paying the for the ultimate edition for that because I'm all over it. Um, and then we saw something called The Quiet Man, which I'd not heard of before. I think it was a, a, a first-time reveal, uh, which was like a live-action trailer of a bloke in an alleyway That's beating a, up some other blokes. PS4 exclusive, that one. It's PS4 exclusive? Yeah. How dare they? I thought it looked really interesting. It switched from live-action to CGI about halfway through the trailer, but it looked really cool, I thought be interesting to see more of it but it was very it was very brief some sort of um presumably mute man who beats people up a lot (laughs) (laughs) so then it looked reminded me a bit of baby driver at the start because he just didn't say anything um (laughs) and then we move on to the madness of ubisoft's presentation which um started like i don't know how you'd even describe it really but there was lots of dancing lots of music Lots of weird people dressed up in panda suits and basically a just call, a general just dance, not just cause, just dance, quite a different game. Just dance 2019 preview thing. But it went on forever and it was like, why are you doing this so long? It's quite annoying. And then we moved on to Beyond Good and Evil 2, which again had a CGI trailer, but it was more of like an it was almost explaining some of the plot. Um, it didn't really give a great deal away as to how the game will play. No. at all it just introduced some of the characters um i haven't played the first one so i don't know much about the universe or anything like that but uh it it looked interesting um and i think the people that have actually seen it this year so there have been e3 private demos of this game uh with journalists that have been invited um to see it and apparently it's very different to what the trailer suggests it is mm-hmm. okay. Um, yeah, the trailer seemed to put it on a scale that's kind of unfathomable for a game. It just seemed like too much going on, too big. It, I don't know. I hope. I think the story is obviously going to play a major role in it, and that's what people are going to be buying it for, as opposed to the gameplay itself. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think they said it's generally a first-person shooter or a first-person shooter RPG or something. Uh, was what was coming out of the, the private showing. So okay. I look f- forward to getting a bit more info about this. Mm-hmm. At the moment, it's a maybe for me. Um, and then we'll move on to something that's a definite yes for Jack. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new Trials game. Yeah, excited about this one. What did you What did you like about the demo or the trailer? Um, it Well, it just looked like the other games, and the other games are good enough. So I don't need to improve on the formula. They just need new maps. So Yeah, um, it, looked, it looked like it was all four-player um, online. Yeah, it looked, it looked good, and it looks like they've uh, tried to get the community involved again this time around, which is always good. So they've got um, – there's a chap that started – a YouTube channel about called Trials University, basically teaching you how to play the game, and they've got him to do all the tutorial levels and stuff like that. I thought that was nice. really cool yeah. actually when they brought him on. He looked very nervous, mm. as I can imagine I would be in that situation. But um, yeah, he—he, he, uh, it's a really nice idea. 
The guy that makes that game is mad, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he turned insane. up in like a proper full-on American yeah. evil can evil can evil suit. Yeah, yeah he came out yeah, on a little yeah. little motorbike, and then he fell onto like something and <laughs> smashed it up. Fell into a screen and a yeah. stand and stuff. It's like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah Ubisoft show was just nuts generally. Mm. Um, so Trials Rising, I, it's not until Fe- February, February next year. Next year. Yeah. Yeah, it looked good though. I, I will there should be that. a beta happening uh, the oh, yes. end of this year, and you can sign up for that on their website if you can get it. Yes. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it went down during the show for sure. Um, then we saw some more Division Two footage. Dave, what do you think of this? Similar to what the Microsoft one was. To be honest, it just looks like they've expanded on everything. More variety in the world. Lots more variety in the gameplay. They also announced that they're going to have, I think it was eight player raids. Yeah, they're going to come to it. So that was like a big thing for it. They got um, very excited about that, didn't they? It was was it three DLCs or expansions were announced? Yeah, year in one, year one, that, mm-hmm. and they're all going to be free. So that's really cool. I, I, there might be some other DLC, I suspect, but. I think it's good if you can keep everybody playing together. And oh yeah, for sure, Ubi are nailing the. Um like the, the continuous support of their games absolutely yeah. superbly it's really impressive uh yeah the other big thing was it's a one-to-one map of washington dc the um the actual universe that it's in which is pretty impressive so it's a huge world yeah look cool uh, I, is it a game that you can play on your own yeah um, i did bits of the first one on me on like it but i think it's one of them where it, it you, we don't know what the mission structure is like i thought the mission structure got pretty samey in the division. So if you're just doing that on your own, I can imagine it gets a little bit boring. Whereas like, yeah. you know, I mean, just even having like Jack there and just chatting about other stuff while we were playing it and stuff helps you kind of take some of the monotony away from it. Whispering sweet nothings to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then we came on to Skull and Bones, which um, we didn't really know a great deal about, but they showed quite a lot of it off. They did. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I mean, to be to be fair, the Assassin's Creed games, the sailing parts of those were my least favorite parts of the game. So this is probably not ever going to be a game built for me. But I don't really know. They showed a big trailer and then they showed some live action stuff from the game. It didn't really grab me. I suppose people are going to instantly make comparisons with Sea of Thieves. It's a very different looking game. It's much more realistic looking. Although having said that, I thought the sea did not look anywhere near as good as it does in Sea of Thieves. But it was interesting. There's a lot of stuff about deception. They were like hoisting the wrong flag to put people off. I mean, if that's how easy it is to disguise your ship, I'll just stick a green flag up rather than a black one with skull and crossbones on and everyone will just let us go by. There was a lot of stuff as well about like teaming up with other players' ships and things. So I, I didn't really pay a lot of attention because I was kind of tweeting through this one. So I'll have to watch that one. And... Yeah, I'd rewatch it. I mean, the weird thing for me was so there was obviously some um, ship to ship combat that they showed. It looked to me, at least compared to the Assassin's Creed games, that it was really sped up. I mean, it was like they were flying across the map. Then all of a sudden, they were just it was shot after shot after shot. There was no waiting for reloading. It was instant sort of. Uh, cannon fire across the, the whole thing it just didn't seem realistic to any sort of degree i don't know whether they spit it out for the purposes of the demo i imagine if it had been a half an hour sailing across the ocean it would have been a bit rubbish to watch <laughs> yeah. but um 
I imagine the actual real gameplay is, is considerably slower paced than that because it didn't seem very realistic. There was a weird like camera cut. So every time you, you can go to your lookout on the crow's nest, I don't know what button you press to do that, but every time the sort of the, ca- the camera sort of panned out and went up and then there was a sort of picture of this bloke leaning out of the crow's nest with his right hand across his eyes, like staring out in traditional boat fashion. But that sort of felt quite jarring, the way they kept flicking out to that. Mm-hmm. And you suddenly lost lost sight of the action. So there. did it seem as though the player kind of controlled the ship, so to speak, oh, yeah, for as sure. opposed yeah. to controlling the individual people on it? So Oh, no, no, no. You were, you were controlling the entire thing. So you could... And also, they had a quite a cool thing. So normally, my one big problem with um, boat warfare is that you have to be side-on to shoot, mm-hmm. so you can't see where you're going. This seemed to adjust the angle slightly so that you could still see where you were going a bit. So it was almost on the wonk slightly. You could shoot side to side, but it would still you could still get a, uh, an idea of where you were sailing, which I think is a big is a big improvement. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know when it's due out. It looked pretty polished to me. It's not going to be for me. I can tell you that now, unless it gets rave reviews across the board. Or but it has easy achievements. <laughs> yes, that is always. I'm not sure many Ubi games do have no. a full set of easy achievements. No. So I, I doubt that's going to happen. Um, then we saw a game called Transference, which we'd heard a tiny bit about. Elijah Wood came on stage to talk about that. He seemed really nervous. Yeah. He got his words wrong. I was like, you should get an actor up here to do this. <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> but yeah, he was properly nervous about the whole thing. Transference is mainly a VR game, so I sort of switched off. And then it was only at the end that I heard he said um, it's also going to be coming in traditional formats, which means I probably think it will come to Xbox. I don't, I don't actually know. But um, I, I zoned out at this point. I was so conferenced up. <laughs> after we were on our like fifth one that as soon as he said VR I assumed it wasn't coming to Xbox and, and switched off so I probably need to watch this again did either of you pay any attention to this? No. Nope. Okay we'll, we'll skip that one off now. Then we had the space toy game which is going to cost you £10,000 to complete uh, as a rough guess Starlink Battle for Atlas uh, there was not much shown of the game at all. The only excitement was that it was going to include um, Star Fox on the Switch version. Yeah. So they had Boise from Nintendo there, Iamato. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they presented him with their Star Fox ship. It's just like typical kind of Ubisoft wackiness, this, that like when, everybody, when everybody's gone right, okay, this like Toys to Life thing is, isn't really working. They go, we're going to bring a Toys to Life game out. I know, it is bizarre. About a year too late, aren't they? Yeah. Well, when was Disney Infinity cancelled? That was sometime last yeah, year. Two years yeah. too late. Yeah. Yeah. you got Skylanders as well. Yes. That you do have Lego Dimensions too. Yeah. I don't know if there's a market for this. I mean, I must admit, I'm, I would imagine they've done some sort of research, but it's a big investment to make something like this. Yeah. don't know. I don't think this one's going to be Especially when more people are downloading games and it's like we're going to bring up physical stuff so you've actually mm, got to yeah. go to a store to get it. I presume you're going to need some sort of base that it sits on as well. Yeah. They'll probably have like a starter pack edition that's £100 with a base <laughs> yeah. on the well, I guess And then so, you have to buy your ship. I guess it'll be like the Lego Dimension stuff because you had to... I don't think you could get that digitally. You had to buy the physical with a portal base or whatever. Yeah, you exactly, could click yeah. your characters onto but like the big thing yeah. about this is like you've got a ship and you're strapping more rockets and things to it, so it's like yeah. you're probably going to end up with five hundred ships and three hundred different <laughs> rocket boosters and stuff. Like, oh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I can't remember when it's coming out. I think it's probably another year away. So you've got you've got time to save up. <laughs> um, then we had some for honor news, Dave. Yeah, 
this, I was excited for this. Like, this is another game that they supported quite well since the release. Like, the the big bug for me was that the servers were a bit janky, but they've kind of put dedicated servers and stuff in now. The big announcements now they're bringing in like a new faction. So there was originally three, so now there'll be four, and you'll get like a new uh, campaign and new characters to play with and stuff like that. Then they announced the new game mode. I can't remember what it was called now, but it was kind of like Bridge. a castle. That, right? yeah, that was it. Kind of like a castle siege mode. So one's defending the castle. Yeah, four v four attacking it. So I'm excited to jump back into that because I think it was. So this is called the marching game. something update. Marching something or other. I can't remember marching flame something like that. I can't remember if it's free. Might yeah, it free. was. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty impressive. We had a very brief bit of Crew Two footage. To be honest, I've played. I played about ten hours of that game now across the uh, across the thing I went to and then the beta. So I'm I'm all crewed out for now. I think that was right, just was the announce that the uh, open an open beta, beta the one to follow the closed beta. Pre-download it now. So okay, uh, it's worth doing if you've not played that game. It's ace. Play the beta. It's very good. Um, and then we saw Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which we all assumed was not going to be the final one because. Rumours abounded throughout the whole of E3 this year that Splinter Cell was going to be shown. I loved the whole of the way through the conference, Mark, who was at E3. He wasn't at this Ubisoft conference, but he was talking like he knew Splinter Cell was coming. Like, yeah. He was like, it's uh, and, and Splinter Cell. Like, um, yeah, and tell then, me all about Splinter Cell when you see it. <laughs> it's not there, Mark. And then he thought we were all trolling him, didn't he? Yeah. He wouldn't actually believe us when we said it wasn't shown. Yeah, it's which is nuts. Anyway, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So, um, same UE as, same UX even, as the um, Origins. Assassin's Creed Origins game, which came out last year. Uh, the whole world seemed a lot brighter, shinier, sunnier. Yeah. It looked like it was filmed in Hawaii or something. Quite a few gameplay changes. So, obviously, the if the user interface is the same, something that was new was the dialogue trees, which I'm dreading. Uh, as a thing. I have no idea whether they make any difference in the actual game. There's supposed to be uh, different endings and things, so I'm guessing... Okay, oh, so skipping them is probably not going to be an option. I don't think you can skip the conversations, no. I think oh, no! To press a button to press skip, though, is the same as pressing a button to give a conversation. And to the yeah, but not if you have to wait until they ask the question before you can then press a button to skip and then have to well, wait so for the Did answer. you play Origins skipping everything? Yeah. God, you're rubbish. <laughs> Finished it. Completed it, mate. <laughs> I wouldn't have had time if I was watching all that nonsense. Um, so, yeah, it looked more of the same, really. But um, And then another big change. There was like a choice Oh, you can play a female protagonist. Yes, you can choose a female protagonist, which is a nice idea. Um, so, well done, Assassins, for that. But... I don't know. It didn't grab me, I have to say. But I did love Origins, so... It seems quite close to the Origins release, but I know an entirely different studio or different division of Ubisoft worked on it, didn't they? It's obviously using the same engine and stuff under the scenes, so... Oh, yeah, for sure. It's not really too soon, but it just feels too soon in my head. What what strikes me as really odd is we played Origins, and that was set in, whatever, 43 BC, was it, I think? Good knowledge. And then, Don't know, I skipped all that. Yeah, but this is the origin story, and it's based in 43 BC, and this one's 453 BC or something like that. So what? Uh, what maybe they got confused that BC went backwards. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Will you get it, Dave? Absolutely. Okay. It's going to be another massive completion. I'll probably end up playing it. I really did enjoy the last one, so we shall see. I'm just really worried about that dialogue tree nonsense. 
Okay, that was the end of Ubisoft. So there was no Splinter Cell. There was no. We all sort of thought the lights are going to go down, and you're going to see three little green yeah, yeah, yeah. eyes pop out from somewhere, but they didn't happen. So whether the Walmart, the reason everyone thinks it was happening is because the Walmart leak, which looked ridiculous, pretty much every game on that list has come to fruition, apart from Splinter Cell now. So uh, we shall see if there's something displayed next year about that game, or maybe Gamescom actually. Yeah, I thought that. Okay, Maybe they just put it nice. deliberately and go, ha. <laughs> we should just lie to Mark and tell him that we saw it privately at Gamescom. Yeah. <laughs> it's under under embargo. We're not allowed to talk about it before we finish the game. Um, I thought we'd mention the Sony show because there was a couple of games in there that are coming to um, Xbox as well. Um, I sh- we should also probably mention some of the games because even though they were first-party games, I'm sure there are people listening to this that do have a PS4. Uh, Last of Us Part Two looked pretty sweet to me. My only concern was how little um, ammo seemed to be kicking around. I know that was a, a big thing about the first game, but uh, graphics are stunning, as you'd the expect. The animations looked spectacular. Oh, it's amazing. It's the just... way it sort of cuts between you fighting and then mm. almost like an automated cutscene, very very similar to Uncharted. Did in you the way see it, does that, um, it works beautifully. There was a bit of Twitter controversy going around. There was, I think it was somebody from Crystal Dynamics said like it was fake. <laughs> what the gameplay? Yeah, because I mean, it was really, really like the way it went. Yeah, it would look like it was really heavily scripted. Yes. But then they they came out. Naughty Dog came out and said, "No, nope, that's the actual gameplay." Yeah, I mean, they really hard at getting it to be like. That. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, Uncharted's very similar in the way it does stuff because so. it was it was obviously gameplay, but it did yeah. look like it was scripted because like she was getting pulled out from under a car once she and there was like. She shoots yeah. again and somebody come behind and stuff. It's and just how like, unique each of the animations yeah. seemed, I think, yeah. that's yeah. throwing people. Yeah, but they, they they have done that before. I think I wouldn't put it beyond them. Um, that game looks cool. I can't remember when it's coming out. It must be next year. They didn't give a date uh, at all. It just, oh, this okay. was the weird thing. Sony's press conference was a mess, I thought. Okay. Like if you, did you watch the whole thing? No, we've just watched the trailers. So they start, It was on at 2 a.m., Dave. Yeah, no, but do you know when oh, they start and they're in like a huge theatre and it's like, yeah. They started off in a little wooden church and then they showed this Last of Us gameplay and then they went, right, we're going to an intermission and then they got everybody who was in the audience to go to another building that, and they made them go walk through an experience. <laughs> I don't know what the experience was. <laughs> but was a, then they went to like a desk and, you know, like the pre-shows that you get in other conferences. And it went, they said it's, it's going to be a quick thing and it was like 10 minutes of them just sat there waffling on. It's like, what are they doing? Yeah, um, I still really like the look of that game. But okay, let's move on to God of War. Uh, that's got some DLC coming. I haven't played. Oh, I have played the, the main one. I haven't finished it yet. I am quite enjoying it, but it's not grabbing as like the best game ever that everyone was saying it was. We did we see anything? We, they mentioned some cob blocks for stuff, but we didn't was, see anything. There was more PS4. There was a thing about pre-ordering, and you get some maps, and then there was a, I think they put Black Ops Three into PlayStation. Yeah, now. there's some Black Ops Three coming as well stuff then we saw some destiny 2 forsaken stuff i haven't watched that yet was that good it was just a trailer like I, I don't think anybody cares about the game anymore does it is it a new expansion pack yeah it's like the big end of year new year things so i, I didn't a bit really... like the taken oh, King the only thing of... that was obvious was that do you remember, do you remember cade mm-hmm. yeah he's dead <laughs> they showed that in the trailer <laughs> not sure i do remember <laughs> He was like one of the main characters, you know, like he was one of the, the robot-y looking one. 
Okay, I probably skipped all that stuff to be honest. He's like one of the um, characters, the quest givers and stuff. He's dead now. Oh, okay, yeah, quest giver. Yeah, all well, that nonsense. Okay, then we saw something that uh, did interest me a lot, uh, which is called Control. Now, I believe Mark's been to see this privately, but this is the new title by Remedy Games. Remedy, and it looked just like Quantum Break. Well, very, very similar to Quantum it, Break. It looks really like Quantum Break. <laughs> I don't think there was things with the gun changing and the world was shifting, which was obviously a bit different. Yeah. But like, I don't know, maybe the particle effects and they had some powers. Yeah, and there was some time to, slowdowns. Yeah. And the we gun pulsing away, I liked. We were sat in um, chatting TT and it's like, this looks like Quantum Break. And then nobody tricked that it. it's like, oh, it's Remedy. Yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought that looked really good. I will definitely be getting that. That is coming to Xbox as well. Yay. Then something else that's also coming to Xbox is a Resident Evil 2 remake. Uh, we didn't see too much of this, just the trailer. The trailer was very cool. So they've taken the original uh, Resident Evil 2 and they've gone with uh, new controls and new camera angles and uh, obviously new graphics. Uh, lots of people are very excited about this. I can't actually remember if I played Resident Evil 2 originally first time around, but um, this looked pretty sweet. Person say I'm not playing it because it's not got tank controls. It's like, oh mad? my god, are you mad? <laughs> Was that the bloke that made that other no, game? Somebody on Twitter, Virus like, game. somebody replying to one of the tweets from our Twitter. <laughs> no tank controls. I'm not yeah, playing I saw that. a lot of people asking if the new kind of over the shoulder camera is going to be optional because they'd prefer the static cameras. <laughs> well, they're mental. They, are mental. they shouldn't be allowed to play games. I think these people, though, they'd go back to it and like play the original with tank controls and go, why would I want this? Yeah. I think well, it's right, rose-tinted yeah. glasses. They just need to play that game that we played last year. Vaccine. Vaccine. Oh, just send them a link to that. That'll keep them happy. Okay, then we saw Death Stranding. Now, <laughs> I don't even know how to begin to describe this game. It's a very, very weird trailer. I think you play a FedEx mandate and you just deliver yeah, and stuff. Yeah, definitely carrying a lot of stuff. It was literally um, 10 minutes of him walking around with stuff on his back. Yeah, more and less stuff. One At one point, a very cleverly disguised body yeah. that you'd never have guessed was a body. Um, lots of crates. At one point, he ripped his own toenail off. Yeah. That made me feel a little do you bit know, I did not. Do you know the bits where he actually had the backpack on and he's walking around? Mm-hmm. I don't think it looked that great visually. Like, of the bits when you see, like, Norman Reedus, it, like, animation looked amazing. But yeah. when he was kind of walking around, I didn't think it looked especially It amazing. just looked like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Found in pain. Did look quite metal geary. Uh, yeah, so we don't know a great deal about it. There was some invisible monsters and a girl turned up halfway through. And a baby strapped to his chest. And Yeah, like a baby that seems to give him life. A spinning mechanical flower thing that he turned on. <laughs> Very I, reckon, I don't think... Uh, I don't think until you finish the game, so somebody's got. That's what it's about. <laughs> it's like the third yeah. time, and nobody's got a clue what's going on. Uh, it's not for me. I don't think I have no interest. Really, it put me off a bit. I, I was quite intrigued <laughs> beforehand, but not after watching that. I imagine it's going to be like all his other games, where it tries to be a game and a film at the same time, and it just doesn't yeah. really work. Yeah. Something I did think looked absolutely amazing, though, was Spider Man. That trailer or gameplay that they showed off wow I, i'm definitely getting that game amazing it's a shame microsoft couldn't convince them to let us have a version of that on xbox because uh, that's the system seller for me i thought it looked staggeringly good not that they probably need to sell many more systems there's quite a few ps4s out there already but yeah that i was all over that and that was sony really yeah which had mixed reviews it's fair to say uh from people the the pace and the whole thing was just 
terrible. Like that bit after they went out and disappeared. Then there was when they came back in, they were like some guy paying pan flute thing for like two minutes and it was just like I understand that you try to do something for the crowd and put through an experience, but for people watching, it's, <laughs> it's an experience more. being there. Surely that's it's the like, whole point of it. Microsoft absolutely nailed it. You know, it's like game, 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 yeah. game. And then even when they paused, it was like big news for Xbox fans and PlayStation. Just like really kind of maybe they start trying to lower the bar. So next year it seems way more impressive when they. <laughs> And it's like they were really confident when they did it. They announced what four games they were showing before. Yeah. And three. There was no real surprise. I mean, like Resi and stuff, but that's cross-platform. Yeah. But the stuff that then Last of Us, then Last of Us Two, and then it's like no date. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, were, that looked pretty polished, though, didn't it? I can't imagine it's that. Death far Stranding, away. no date. Like what? what? Death <laughs> Stranding just weird. No one wants to play this game. So, yeah, what do we think overall then? So, I went, I tell you what, I have done. I have rewatched the uh, FH4 trailer. Sure. That is so good. Just, I don't know how they make trailers for racing games. So, and especially like, it's not like the crew where you've got like a bit of storyline and stuff to go along with so that they can put in some live action stuff as well. It's just driving, but the camera angles and the, the racing and everything about it is just fantastic. I just cannot wait to play that game. We've got Mark's preview of that up now. He actually got his hands on the demo twice because he enjoyed it so much. So check that out on the site. But yeah, I think the general consensus was that um, Bethesda and Microsoft had the best shows. Most of the others disappointed. There was a few. There was some love for Ubi because there was a few bits and bobs that people were quite excited about. Beyond Good and Evil 2 is, is, seems to be getting a lot of excitement from all over the place. Uh, but generally... Uh, it was Microsoft's and Bethesda's E3 this year. Yay. Which is good. I haven't actually seen any of the magazines or um, mainstream gaming sites give their opinion of who won yet. But I'd be surprised if there wasn't some Microsoft stuff there. It'd have to be, otherwise it's just clearly wrong. Cause people, no, no. I was watching the Sony one, and then I gave up when they were doing this intermission, and I was looking on my phone. And there was people, media people, who were walking through this experience going like, what is going on? Really? (laughs) (laughs) I think um, Microsoft had a really strong finish with their press conference as well with the Cyberpunk 2077 stuff. I know that's going to be coming to other platforms as well, Mm -hmm. but it's just amazing that they um, managed to show that off. Okay, so top three games of the show. Dave? I go with Forza Horizon 4. In the top spot because it looks okay. like it's just number one. Three was amazing. Well, it looks well. like they just improved on that again. Like, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> it's magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, probably the ones that interest me the most out of what was shown was Anthem and the new Assassin's Creed. Okay. Jack? Uh, I think I'm going to go Forza Horizon 4 at the top spot as well. So it just looks quality. Uh, it looks, as Dave said, they've improved on the last and it's only going to get better. Uh, second place would be Cyberpunk 2077. Mm. I've been hearing lots of good things, especially from the journalists that went to see some actual gameplay of it. And lastly, Trials Rising. Nice. Okay, I'm going to go um, Just Cause 4 first. I'm going to go Spider-Man second. I'm going to go Forza Horizon 4 third. But definite mentions for Cyberpunk and... The other one that was Rage really, 2. Division 2 was really close to me. But 
Rage 2, I'm going to add to that. I've heard some people who've played, you know, they've got like some backstage demos going on for Cyberpunk and it's like they can't believe that this is mm-hmm. a game for this generation, like with how big and good it is. Yeah. I think there's, uh, there's probably 10 games that I'm, probably six definite purchases and four that I'm really close to pre-ordering. So it's been a decent E3 for me. Pretty, pretty good. Excellent. Okay, cool. Um, we're back tomorrow or at least some point over the weekend with a special edition podcast, uh, which I'm not on, which is why it's special. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark will be here. He's returned from E3 and he'll be with uh, Macca91, Patrick Macca, he of the famous guides, um, to talk about their E3 experiences. They were both there. So I hope it's not too good because obviously I'm not in it, but I will be <laughs> listening to it next week and I uh, recommend you do too. Thanks for joining us today and we'll be back next week with a regular show as well. Happy E3, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.